0: The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit w2mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.
1: National sex. Who's listening to something in the back? Oh, that's just Jason being Jason. I'm used to that. Who's listening to something in the background? I'm hearing background noise from somebody.
2: Uh, not. I don't think it's me.
1: Well, we're it's off to not- a one. As per usual, we're off to a wonderful start here on the kickoff, a presentation of the W2M Network. Season three, episode nine. Good evening, afternoon, whenever you're listening, everybody. I'm your host. My name is Harry Broadhurst. Joining me, as per usual, the co host turned executive producer, Brandon Biscobing. So, So
2: that that's my tagline now?
1: It's. Just, it's too much to go over all six different variations. Fair enough. Right. Take Fine. a shot. Fine. The co-host turned, executive producer turned colossal pain in my ass. <laughs> you know it. The executive producer turned co-host turned resident shenanigan maker, Eric Watkins. It's Halloween, and I ain't afraid of no ghosts la la we'll talk more about that a little bit later wrong oh, holiday uh, Harry
0: Dramatic reverb wait what
3: <laughs> Eric you got a, you got something else to be worried about in white sheets
0: especially around here although this neighborhood is okay at least it has been.
1: Somewhere, Albert Hardy is pissed at all of us. Like one other person on this <laughs> podcast is going to get that joke, and that's really all that matters. Oh, and finally, God. the chairman of the W two M network, Jason Teasley,
2: who who may here, here? I don't get fined. Who who may have uh, something in common with Steph Curry? What could be well,
3: have Something in common with Taylor. <laughs> I mean, Mike Turner.
0: I've got
1: something in common with Rodney Moore, so we all win. Wolf, we're cutting deep at the start of this show.
2: Jesus. Yikes. All right, let's go ahead and keep this professional-ish. Oh, come on. When is this ever professional, Harry? I don't remember getting a paycheck.
1: Not,
2: not, Not to mention when we're recording this. All right,
1: let's... Let's actually try to get back on track with this show. <laughs> we open the show how we always do. This is Studs and Duds. Eric, your stud is a returning stud. That's Family a show!
0: <laughs> Remember, it's the kickoff after dark. But anyways. <laughs> now, when you have a quarterback who galvanizes your city, is regarded as an icon, a living legend, helps you bring a championship, and he goes down with a bit of an injury. Yes, you have a very capable backup who had an undefeated run, but that starter naturally wants to come back early, which he did. And in a tremendous performance, through over 370 yards and three touchdowns, Drew Brees agrees New Orleans is back and ready to continue to compete. Drew Brees, for that kind of performance, especially after having a issues,
2: you, good sir, are my stud. And Teddy Bridgewater's hopes and dreams fade away.
3: Not necessarily. Oh, no. There's Ed, always Chicago. Teddy going to get paid. That motherfucker is going to get paid.
1: Not to mention, assuming what happens happens as I predicted at the start of the season, which we will be updating all that stuff. Next week, I'll tell you more about that later on in the show. But assuming what I predicted at the start of the season happens, Teddy Bridgewater has a permanent home in New Orleans going forward anyway.
2: True. Fair
1: enough. Shot!
3: You're a dick. He's a free agent after this year, isn't he? Yes,
1: he is. Yeah, but if a certain person walks away after the season as well, I can see New Orleans doing everything in their power to keep him. We'll talk more yeah, about th- this. Th- like th- this isn't New England. Next week. We'll talk more about this next week, as I mentioned. Jason stud.
3: Uh my stud is arguably, I mean statistically, the top receiver in the NFL currently. With a, uh this Sunday he balled out. Of course it was against the Bengals, so you know, you gotta factor that in. But Cooper Cup balled out for a 70% catch rate for 220 yards and one touchdown, averaging thirty-one. Point four yards a catch. For that, you sir are the next great white hype and my stud of the week.
0: Haven't seen a performance like that out of a Rams receiver since old Flipper Anderson back in '94.
1: I just love how Eric randomly pulls this shit out of nowhere too. It,
2: no, no, no love for uh, Tori Holt.
0: Oh. An NFL record three hundred and thirty seven yards on eleven catches. Fair enough. Shot. shot,
1: shot
2: your day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hashtag
1: Squidbit. Number one for this episode. Brandon, you got a stud
2: for us? Uh yes, I'm actually staying with the Rams, and I'm going with the man who was throwing Cooper Cup all those balls. That would be Jared Goff. What? 372 yards, two touchdowns, great game for him. Yes, it's against the Bungles, but still. I popped myself with that. I had to mute
1: my microphone for a second. Yeah, finally a return to form for Goff and helped me pick up a fantasy victory, so I was pretty happy about it. Speaking of fantasy football.
2: Yes? Eric. Yay.
1: You're going down, sucker.
2: Oh, your empty and idle threats
0: for me good sir.
2: Um, I'd be wary of him, Eric. Uh he beat me flat, uh, last well, a few weeks ago. 2 weeks ago.
3: Yeah.
0: You're talking about someone who has won fantasy football games this season, including last week, even without a quarterback. In the words of the great detective sledgehammer Trust me, I know what I'm doing. Well, well
3: done.
1: We shall talk about
3: this more off
1: air. Anyway.
3: The only thing I'm going to say is I won a league by uh, the greatest margin that the person didn't even react, activate this league because they were scared
1: to play me again. Wow. Yeah, I'm still pissed about that too because I was owed a revenge for that championship game. Juju, oh
2: yeah. I did, I him. did beat you.
1: Hey, you guys did may end up
2: getting that, that uh, revenge game this year in my league. You beat me on Juju's fumble.
3: I know. I, I forgot it was on Juju's fumble. I knew it was against you, but I did. I I was thinking that it was on something else, and Juju it was because Juju got that fumble and it was negative two points, and that what sealed the victory.
2: And
0: you know, this would be perfect material if there were actually a fantasy football <laughs> show.
1: I'm just saying, this is gold right now. But alas. All right, so I'm going to be the only one of us to go to college football for their stud here. And when you put up numbers like my particular choice for stud did, you deserve to be talked about here. In what turned into a wild Pac-12 after-dark game, which most of them tend to do, Oregon running back C.J. Verdell went off. 22 carries, 237 yards, three touchdowns, and the quack pack got back into the national championship picture, thanks K-State, when they held on to take out Washington State and the fight Mike Leach's. 37-35 on a game-winning field goal at the end. Mm. With with Boomer Sooner collapsing the way they did against K-State, one could argue argue that this has put the Pac-12 back into possible consideration for that fourth and final spot in the college football playoff. I believe Eric, correct me if I'm wrong. Next Tuesday night is the first Top 25 reveal for the CFP. You are correct. And then obviously we will be—no, we won't be talking about that because we're not going to have a, um, a so that Happens segment next week. Nope. We'll have to figure out a way to work it in somewhere. I'm sure we will when we do our predict when we do our updated predictions. Again, more information coming later in the show. So now let's flip it and reverse it over to the opposite of what happened for the good side. Let's go over to the duds for the week. Eric?
0: Speaking of college football, say I... I, I get it. When you are a head coach, you are taking over a pretty new program. You are trying to get personal redemption, even to the point where you are coaching a game from a hospital bed in the coach's box. I understand that you're devoted at your job. It would really help if that devotion turned into positive results. When you're Liberty University, however, yes, you go into the game at five and two, but in another surprising sesquicentennial special, you play Rutgers, which yeah, Let's face it, they're not having the greatest of seasons. Even as an independent, you think you should win, right? Mm, It's Rutgers. Exactly, but you don't. Liberty, as a pretty significant favorite on the road, loses. This is only the Scarlet Knights, what, second win of the season? Third? Believe
1: third, yeah. One the, I believe third, but one of those was FCS.
0: So their second win of this season, basically. Yeah, flames or as you should be known, the fighting freezes and fall wells. You're all a bunch of duds.
1: So what you're saying is they flamed out, basic. Oh, yeah.
3: Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I kind of deserve that one though i I'm admitting it
1: <laughs> okay as this as this shows resident s e c Homer, I usually say go 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 gators, but in the case of Jason, this right here is a no 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 gator jason I'm here I'm <laughs> president. So I don't You're- get fined. <laughs> Thanks, Marshawn. Now give us your dud. My dud is a um, well. He,
3: he's had a rough year, uh, and because of his rough year, his um, his team was lost to two very close games. Solely based on his leg. And, and That now- is. Real quick. Go ahead.
1: And are now the only sub five hundred team in that division.
3: Yeah, the uh the Bears are currently three and four, and they easily could be what, five and
1: two?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, five and two. But a certain um, kicker, Eddie Pinero, or however the fuck you pronounce his last Pinheiro. goddamn name.
0: Pinheiro.
3: Robert De Niro, whoever the fuck he is, deer hunter. <laughs> um, yeah, he said, fuck this. Uh, yeah, we got Mitchell Trubisky as our quarterback. And, you know, I'm not going to set him up to win. I'm going to cost him his job because I can't make uh, game-winning kicks. This being the second time that he has had the game in his hands, trots out on the field and shanks a kick that would have sealed a victory. The first one being in Denver, this one being versus the Chargers. I mean, seriously, everybody wants to give Trubisky hell, but, I mean, he makes two of these kicks. This Bears team is 5-2, and two, and nobody's questioned Trubisky or the fact Chase Daniels came into play or that Bears offense.
1: Okay. The crazy thing about that is, is that even at 5-2, and two, they'd still be third in the division. Not to mention,
0: yes, they would have questioned false Biscay because if you think about it, just about any other quarterback, you've got 45 seconds left. If you've got a competent guy with an arm and three-quarters of a brain, you say, hey, let's make a couple plays to give our kicker some effort. Matt Nagy was like, Oh, hell no. Not with that guy. You're going to take a knee. We're going to burn the clock and call a timeout.
3: But also, you would think that Matt Nagy might have wanted to line up for a center kick instead of uh, trying to put him on the left hash mark where he missed it wide left. Also true. But again, Matt
0: Nagy's a quarterback who's been in pressure situations even as an underdog. See? columbus uh destroyers he knows the drill he's like no i'm gonna give you something to do that i know you can't screw up here's the thing I'm with that as well running to
3: the middle of the field you can't screw that up and yeah he I was, still did I,
1: well i was gonna say about the kneel down there is that and Ber- chris berman and uh, tom jackson were talking about this on nfl primetime thanks eric um welcome those three yards may have made the difference in Pinheiro making and not making that kick.
0: It would have because it barely passed about nine to 12 inches outside that left giggity. upright. right. If you get about three yards closer with that trajectory, it sneaks in about 15 to 18 inches inside that
3: left upright. right. And it's
0: double good.
1: giggity. So it's the
3: difference between me and
1: Eric. <laughs> Eric is an unfair advantage Family show Hey, We, we haven't had a family show yet so
0: Actually that was two
1: <laughs> That is our second one Because I made a, I made a joke before er, When Eric started to talk about his stud Brandon, dud So
2: my dud At first For the first half of this game That I will be talking about I thought one team in particular Was going to be my dud for the entire for that entire first half, I was like, "Okay, they're going to be my dud this week, hands down." But no, they proceed to the the other team proceeds to dud it up even more. So this entire game gets my dud. Steelers versus Dolphins, Monday Night football. I know it's a kind of rebuilding year for the Steelers and everything. They don't have Ben Roethlisberger. They lost two of their top. Wait, wait, wait. Who, who who don't they have? Burger Roethlis, Roethlisberger. It's only
0: Halloween. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah.
2: Please, please, don't be one of those types that start this way, way, way too yeah, early. Yeah,
0: Santa Claus himself says wait and cook the damn turkey first.
1: Exactly. Thank you, Thank you Eric. You're welcome. But, yes, I know you... Fine, no more Rudolph the Red-Nosed quarterback for you.
2: (laughs) False. But, yes, I know your offense has been depleted mightily this year. But this is a Dolphins team that is basically just... Just skidding along through this season, just waiting for it to be over. Without caring what their record is. Just looking ahead to the draft. And yet you go down by 14 points in the first quarter. But then the Dolphins Dolphins are gonna Dolphins, and they proceed to give up that 14-point lead in the second half.
0: Okay, to be fair, two things. Number one...
2: A Pittsburgh
0: team had to beat a Miami team at Heinz Field over the course over the weekend. I'm just glad it was the right one. And number two, Miami cares exactly what their record is. They potentially have to set up the NFL's version of the toilet bowl, or if you're a bottom 10 fan like myself and Harry, the NFL's pillow fight of the week of the year of the century later this season.
3: Yes. Yeah, so All all I'm going to say is, didn't somebody pick Pittsburgh to finish third in the division? Didn't that same person also pick Cleveland to win that division? Hey, that division, (laughs) it's not over yet.
1: Didn't (laughs) that same person also pick the Chargers to win the West? That person should probably shut up right about now.
3: (laughs) Hey, hey. That person takes his moral victories when he gets
1: them. <laughs> <laughs> Blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then, Jason. That's all I'm saying. Hey, all right. You you shit the
3: second half of the season. All my predictions come true.
1: All right. So we go from shooting fish in a barrel, which we are want to do on this show this year, especially patent pending. Technically, that would be to,
3: pending, But
1: yeah. whatever, whatever. Same don't, difference.
3: Don't, quit being don't quit quit ruining the joke.
1: Don't be facetious over there, Eric. Anyway. <laughs> quit being Look, fucking Robert Taylor.
0: To, Look, I'm just distinguishing that's two different courts of law. I happen to know these things.
1: <laughs> we move from shooting fish in the barrel to pouring one out for the homer. In which case the homer is me. And you know what that Bills game on Sunday made me say? It made me say, don't! As an absolutely uninspired Buffalo Bills team got their asses handed to them by a Philadelphia Eagles team that had just gotten blown out by the Dallas
2: Cowgirls. Are you uh, fucking kidding me, Buffalo? As you I'm always say, Harry, or as you always say, Harry. Yeah,
1: well, actually, it's Chris Berman always says, and I just kind of rip him off liberally. Nobody circles the wagons. This is why
0: I'm glad I had faith in them last
1: week. I picked just in time. Here's the good news. One of us is dumb enough to have faith in them again later in this week. We'll talk more about that later. But to to the entire Buffalo franchise for laying the egg that you did against Philadelphia, even though you are my team, and I'm still very happy that we have the number five seed in the AFC right now, that was a dud-worthy performance. All right, let's move on. So, that happened. I'm sorry, Eric. Usually I let you go first on this, but since I have a story that correlates to your team, I'm going to go ahead and take the lead here. By all means, this is all yours. I made the reference at the top of the show of troll la 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 Sam Darnold was seeing ghosts metaphorically in New England on Monday Night Football last week. (laughs) <laughs> Sam Darnold was singing ghosts, literally in the form of Jackson DeVille this past Sunday. Eric, your mascot's an asshole. But hey, at least this
0: time he's a lovable asshole. Not the Not like the time to where everybody in the stadium cheered when his hair caught fire.
1: As Jacksonville Jaguar mascot, Jackson DeVille decides to wear... A ghost costume to welcome the Jets out onto the field for Sunday's game. Not only does that happen, but a video gets played in the stadium set to the tune of I Ain't Afraid of No Ghosts. And you also missed the plane that
0: flew over.
1: They aren't afraid of no ghosts either. (laughs) Or,
2: excuse me, Gardner Minshew ain't afraid of no ghosts. I did see that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I I think I should go next since I'm also talking about the Jets. Well, technically, well, I guess we could kind of work that in.
1: So under yeah. that line of, th- I guess under that line of thinking, we're gonna go segue.
2: <laughs> so that happened, Brandon. So Jamal Adams has who? to be the most de- exactly who has to be one of the most delusional players and just downright. I don't know what the hell's going on in his head. Right about now. He is upset with the Jets. Over talking about trading him to the Cowboys. First off let's get the more obvious. And less having to explain even more things out of the way. You're a part of the Jets. And you're being traded. They're offering to trade you to the Cowboys. No matter how much I hate the Cowgirls. Why the hell would you want to be a jet? They're just I mean we've Man. talked about it. Jets are kind of jets they're gonna be not, lower not. Mid of the uh, lower middle of the pack forever. Cowboys at least you have a chance to maybe make it to the playoffs. you're not going to go anywhere in the playoffs but at least you'll make the playoffs.
0: But, but, but you got to give Jamal Adams a little bit of credit. I mean, he pulled off a great interception off of what could be a fantastic Patriots
1: quarterback. Oh,
2: yes, yes. But not only that, but he is also upset. Speaking. He is also upset. Real up-
1: quick here. Okay. Real, real quick here, Brandon, just because of what Eric said. Yep. Speaking of Patriots quarterbacks in this story, segue.
2: Can not only is he upset because they're offering to the trade him, or not, not only are, is he upset because they're offering to trade him, the reasoning behind him being upset is because, and I quote, someone like Aaron Donald and Tom Brady are not on the trading block. The
1: exact At- quote... I Exact quote I believe is: "You don't see the Rams taking offers for Aaron Donald. You don't see the Patriots taking offers for Tom Brady." Exactly.
0: And as (laughs) Eric was really in charge, and
2: (laughs) and as Eric said when I said his name originally, "Who, good sir, you are not on the level of one Aaron Donald or one Tom Brady." So get your head out of the clouds. And please shut up.
1: That was me, not Eric, but the point still stands. Jamal Adams is a perfectly acceptable defensive back in the National Football League. Mm -hmm. Jamal Adams is not a game changer Mm -hmm. like an Aaron Donald. Mm -hmm. Jamal Adams is not an NFL MVP, much though it pains me to say, and arguably the greatest quarterback of our generation like a Tom Brady. Jamal Adams, shut the fuck up.
0: Exactly. Do a TV commercial first, and then we'll talk. Ha-
2: have some, have people outside of Jets fans know who you are, and then come talk to me.
3: I'm pretty sure Jets fans don't know who the Pro- fuck he is. Probably not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Eric, so, that happened. Okay.
0: Imagine that the three of you are actually competent and athletic enough, especially Jason... To be on a football field (laughs) in a a critical situation. Mm -hmm. You're on defense. Mm -hmm. You're on the field goal team. You're up by one. The other team's about to kick the game winner. You go ahead. You charge through. You block the kick. What do you do? Pick up the ball.
3: And then what? Right, right. My pants will spank my monkey.
0: Okay, outside of the state of Florida, you do everything except what Jason does. If you're in the state of Florida, what Jason does is probably very acceptable. And I can say that because I'm (laughs) Yes, you normally just pick up the ball, go down, and you win the game. Texas Tech forgot how to do that. They had the blocking right. They had the getting the ball right, except the one of the player who had the ball tried the lateral to
1: nobody. (laughs) (laughs) Allow (laughs) allow me to do my allow me to do my best Chris Berman impression here. Fumble, (laughs) Kansas,
0: who was about to kick
1: that game winner. Yes, Kansas,
0: that Kansas. They fall on the ball with one second left. That gave them just enough time to go ahead and actually get it right and kick the game-winning field goal to get Les
2: Miles' first Big 12 win. And this is Kansas we're talking about. The the, the basketball of Kansas? Correct. Well, we, that, that, we got, that kind of ties into a segue as well. Segway!
1: That's why I had Eric go first.
3: Jason, so um, you know everybody knows that you know Eric just talked about two big squ- Big Twelve schools. Mm-hmm. I'm a Big Twelve homer when it comes to football because of the West Virginia Mountaineers. The Big Twelve had a had a historic day in my opinion. They had three teams ranked in the top twenty five, and Saturday, those three teams all lost. You had two teams that were perennial powerhouses that had.
2: I think we lost Jason. Yeah, I think we just lost Jason.
1: Uh-oh. That's okay. Don't worry. We'll keep it going without him here. We'll we'll come back to him in a second. Once he gets everything all squared away over there, just let me pull up the uh, – you pull Skype back up and make sure I pull him back into the call. With us, Teasley? I see. The he's still thing. on. Yeah, he's apparently having an outage issue. All right, let's see if I can't um, move him from the call and then bring him back in. Definitely Thoughts? does not. A little bit of technical difficulties. There are apologies for that there. You know, these kinds of things happen when you're doing a podcast. Jason, as you were saying,
3: all right, well, the pick back up, I really don't know where I, I dropped out at, but the the Big 12 had three ranked teams um, going into Saturday. Uh, two of them were perennial powerhouses that could have been national championship contenders. One, a surprising team in Iowa State, who was making some noise and could have made a play for a Big 12 title. All three lost, with Oklahoma being upset At Kansas State, Oklahoma State upsetting Iowa State at Iowa State, and TCU getting a home victory over Texas. Um, This is a. I'm really thinking that this is an anomaly, and that this was just a fluke and planets aligned for uh, Tom Foolery. But I mean, it was kind of hard to believe that you know, especially the Oklahoma. Sooner lost to Kansas State on the road. That was the most surprising for me. The other one's not so much, but Oklahoma looked damn good. And then they go and get bitch-smacked by K-State, which sets up a very interesting next couple of weeks because the team, does anybody know? Did
1: we lose him again? As I said, ladies and gentlemen, technical difficulties. Jason, you were about to ask us a question.
3: Yeah, and as Eric says, uh, no, it's not because Virginia makes Virginia livable. You can go eat a dick, you black bastard. Um, And uh, obviously my modem and stuff has crapped out or something, Skype, something's going on. So just bear with me. So anyway, back to the question. Do you guys know who is currently leading the Big 12? I do. I do. Pick me. I'm smart. All right, Harry. Who is leading the Big 12 conference currently? Baylor. And you know what's interesting about that?
1: They've already beaten K-State for one.
3: Yep. But in the next three weeks, they play West Virginia,
1: Oklahoma, and Texas. Well, I think they'll beat West Virginia, because West Virginia mm. sucked. Eat a dick. <laughs> um, I'm interested to see how they'll play against Oklahoma and Texas. Uh, Oklahoma, where's that game at? Is it in Waco, or is it in... um in, Or is it in... Uh... Norman. It's in Norman? Yes. Oh, they're fucked. Yes. Well, maybe.
2: So, considering how, especially with the Big 12, yes, it's getting a little better with them having a playoff and whatnot but uh do you think the big 12 is completely done when it comes to the the playoff no and the
1: reason i say no is because i think if tech if oklahoma can run the table from here including possibly getting revenge on the k state or even beating a baylor team twice here and in the conference championship game I think that that might be enough to keep Boomer ahead of uh, Oregon or a Utah out of the Pac-12 yeah
0: because right now you've got three possibilities number one a second SEC team and number two and number three that Pac-12 and Big 12 champions would be duking it out because let's say The way Clemson's looking and the rest of the ACC, they have to win out in order to stay relevant in the race. So, the door is open. And by the way, you're telling us to eat a dick. I mean, we're not the ones that cracked wise and said that AEW and Charleston took all the bandwidth for
2: the state.
3: I don't remember either of us saying that.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh,
1: I said that.
3: All I'm going to say all I'm going to
1: say is <laughs> of course Did he seriously just go out again? <laughs> yes. All right, Jason. Thanks for your contributions tonight. I don't know if we're going to be able to get you back on here or not. All right. Can you hear me now? Oh, there we go. Yes.
2: Okay.
3: All right, I just turned my Wi-Fi
2: off.
3: So now um, he's actually on mobile data. (laughs) Yeah. So Eric, Mister Sports Encyclopedia, you can eat a dick again because they play at Baylor, not at Norman.
0: I was technically just answering the question of where Oklahoma plays. Yeah, I don't think he was
3: answering whether it was a home game. uh Oh, shut the fuck! Brandon, quit trying to cover for him. Quit trying to be the battered wife. Cover for Eric because you're scared that he'd be up. So, uh, yeah, they play at Baylor.
1: The views and opinions of Jason Teasley do not necessarily reflect the rest of us here at the W2M network. You want, Hell, me talk-
3: Eric, I might fucking drop out again. Who
1: knows? You wonder why we don't get sponsorships anyway. <laughs> All right. So normally this would be the part where I'd ask. I'd say I have a question. Unfortunately, it's 1 a.m. in the fucking morning. We've had three different dropouts on this phone call already. And I don't have any questions to ask you. And I don't feel like I want to make anything up on the spot here. So instead, we're going to bring back an old favorite segment. It's time to pour
2: one out for the homers this week. Must Speaking we
0: pour one out for the homers? You, you kinda sound big mad.
2: Is I mean, okay? do any of us really have anything to pour out for our homers?
1: Well, Not. Eric is back to five hundred in the NFL.
2: <laughs> oh wow, whoop de doo. Hey, we're
1: chilling the race in the division, thank you very much. And despite <laughs> the fact that we did lose a game that we shouldn't have lost to the Eagles, we are still five and two in, in the top
2: wild card spot in the AFC. When when the bills are the best rank, when, when the bills are the best uh, record team out of the four of us, that's that's saying something.
0: Look, it's okay. This has happened before. We all know how it goes. We'll take care of them in the playoffs again if we have to.
1: Y'all motherfuckers ain't making the playoffs. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Hey,
0: 4-4, four and four, the way the Colts of Texans are playing, we play them in London, you combine the fact that Florida Man is on fire and the looming cloud that is Big Dick Nick, I wouldn't be too sure of that.
1: All I'm going to say is karma has a way of biting NFL franchises in the ass, and I got a funny feeling y'all are going to regret the tra la 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 All I'm
0: going to say is 10-3, to 3. we're good. <laughs>
1: And I'm going to point out that your hurricanes are two and five. No, you're not.
0: Wait a minute. We're not two and five. Wait. You do realize the hurricanes and the jags are the same record,
1: right? Four and four. <laughs> They're really the how the fuck are the canes for? Oh wait, you guys beat Pittsburgh. That is right.
0: Yes. Listen, remember <laughs> what I said at the beginning of the show: the right Miami team beat Pittsburgh. At
1: Hines Field Saturday instead of Monday night. I wonder if that's why. I wonder if that's why that game was set up for Monday Night Football because they knew they had the teams in the in the Panthers there on Saturday. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs>
3: well, the the piggyback off Eric's point, they do have the re- same record. Shitty. It's <laughs>
2: uh, okay. We can't really talk, Jason.
0: I'm about to say, how were the Giants doing with their rookie quarterback that they drafted in the first round? Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm officially changing my Are You Serious to Florida State over Miami. Eat a dick, Eric.
0: Oh, yeah, so that way you can lose again. How were you in Are You Serious last
1: week? Uh, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, this has turned into pour one out for the Homers <laughs> slash shit talking segment.
2: Pretty much. <laughs>
3: hey, look! If y'all want me to finish the show out, we we need to be on topic because at any point in time, a mountain, uh, the mountain man may come steal my internet <laughs> and my cell phone service, and I might not be able to finish the show.
0: Look, right. if you don't see if you don't see Willie and Wild Bill building a cave. For a seven foot tall, five hundred pound monster outside your cornfield, you're a-ok.
3: God, I <laughs> love that show. <laughs> it is Hall- it is Halloween, and the Mothman ha- is is present. So you know, you never know what the fuck you're going to see.
0: I won't believe it until I see Trapper leave his house. Shout out, Trapper. Hope you're doing okay.
2: <laughs>
1: okay, let's move on.
2: I, I think we ju- yeah, I think we just broke Harry.
1: <laughs> I have no idea. I have honestly no idea what the fuck any of you were talking about there because I don't watch horror movies. You never saw the show Mountain Monsters. No. I highly suggest you do. All right, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and get back on track here with our I'm a Survivor picks for the week. Eric has run his total to 6 in a row. I have once again tied the previous record at 4. I believe Brandon's at 4 is No, oh wait, no. Brandon's at 4, I'm at 3. Jason, well, nobody circles the wagons, Jason.
3: Uh, I blame you for that one. He warned they, you.
2: Your,
3: your bill, your bills, gave you, your bills. You know, just, just no, no.
1: My bills pretended they were the Giants for a week.
3: Ooh. No, the, the Giants actually win Super
2: Bowls.
1: Oh.
3: No, four straight times.
2: And kick balls wide left.
3: And and, get, and, and and you know, are linked with the, the Music City Miracle. I still
0: say that was a forward pass. Eric, <laughs> I'm a survivor. You're going for seven. Exactly. And speaking of pouring one out for the homers, like I said earlier, they're only a slight underdog, and that's for a reason. You typically put the Jaguars in London, especially at the 9.30 Eastern time, daylight, soon-to-be-standard-again kickoff. We're known to do some things. I've got a lot of confidence in us, and uh, yeah, we're going to take it in our second home against the Texans and really make the AFC South interesting.
1: Well, the big thing for the Houston Texans, and I'm surprised nobody actually took this for so that happened, is let's discuss the J.J. Watt injury real quick. Dude's done. Mm-hmm. The season's over with a torn bicep. I thought it was a torn pectoral muscle. Excuse me. You were correct. My apologies. It's all good. I'm not a doctor,
0: and I don't play one on TV, and I haven't stayed at a Holiday Inn Express yet. Hashtag season.
1: Hashtag that sponsorship money, though.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I am not a paid sponsor for any of these people, but damn it, I can be.
1: I'm just going to put it out there once again that I can be bought. Brandon, I'm a survivor. You're going for five.
2: Since my um, very obvious pick was taken by someone else already, I went with another fairly obvious pick. But, uh... Seahawks uh, over the Buccaneers in Seattle.
1: Where are my Buccaneers, Eric? On your bucking head? Under my bucking hat. Damn it! You did it again. (laughs) That joke never gets old. Jason, hopefully your hopefully your phone will work out long enough for you actually be able to answer this question. San Francisco. It worked. San Francisco plays Arizona tonight in the Thursday night football game. Therefore, he is going with San Fran. He's back at no no predictions correct, so he can pick anybody he wanted to. I wouldn't be surprised at anybody else jumping on San Fran, Arizona, either for that very reason. It is once again time to pour one out for the homers for yours, truly, Yes, I mentioned that the Bills laid an absolute egg against the Philadelphia Eagles, but this week... It's a game against the Washington Redacted, and frankly, if we can't beat the Washington Redacted, then we don't deserve a playoff spot.
2: I'm gonna, I'm gonna be very thankful to you if, if the Bills do end up circling the wagon and losing to the Redacted. Brandon, you can blow me. How's that? <laughs>
1: All right, let's go ahead and move on. Here's why we actually still have some time left to do so here. So that's our "I'm a Survivor" pick for everybody there. It's Seattle, Jacksonville, Buffalo, and San Francisco, respectively. Eric goes for seven, Brandon goes for five. I go for four. Jason goes to get back on the board. We move on to get it together now, where we call out the underperforming teams and players amongst us. Eric
0: actually have to go back for a second because knowing me, I was already jumping ahead. So now that I have it, um, going back to the Pac-12, here's a fun fact. Everybody knows the term Edwards is trying to be uh, a little bit resurgent at Arizona State, right?
1: Mhm.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm. Do you know their record this season? Uh, five and... Three, I think? Five and two, actually.
1: Okay. Oh, so they had a bye week this past week. Okay, continue. Yes.
0: Now, did you know that they have been ranked in three of those weeks? Mm. Do you know their record as a ranked team this season? Oh, and two? Oh, and two. One and two.
2: No. Oh, including right three weeks.
0: last week's game. Mm. Yet you're four and zero when you don't have that special coveted number <laughs> next to your school's name. Herm Edwards, my boy, remember, you play to win the game regularly and do some things when people start to notice you. Can you please
1: get it to work together? Come on now.
2: It's that pressure of that number.
1: So base it basically just turned into an episode of The Good Place here on the kickoff, Um As a heads up for everybody, Jason Teasley's unfortunately had to bow out of the rest of tonight's episode due to his internet issues. He did, however, give me his predictions a little bit earlier in the day, and I will be announcing them for him later on in the show. God,
0: I mean, you lose to UCLA. Jesus.
1: Well, in fairness, who was it a couple of weeks ago that UCLA hung 62? Wazoo. Yeah, but that was
0: a... But that was, again, the magic of Florida
1: man and pac Club after dark. That was okay. bound to be crazy. But wouldn't Florida man have helped do there? He did. Anthony Flash Gordon threw nine touchdown passes. They and lost the
0: game. Exactly. This is the magic of Florida man. Whenever he's there, craziness happens. Have you not seen Dungeons & Dragons Florida Edition on YouTube? <laughs> I highly suggest you do. Um, and yes, all of those stories are things that happen in this state.
1: I totally believe that. Your state's a <laughs> ship. <embarrassing. laughs>
0: right, I let's... can't help it. Something about the weather or the oranges or the humidity attracts people, namely men for some reason, to do very weird things in the
2: nude. Well, um, I've never been
3: able to control that.
2: Well, uh, there, there is a study about how the the closer you are to the equator, the um, the the uh, stupider you are.
0: Well, how does that explain? Okay, that does explain some things in Brazil in recent years. <laughs> but no, I can't hey. even make an argument for certain parts of Africa.
1: You know what? I'm just gonna shut up. Y'all continue. <laughs> uh, I'm. I'm I'm now thinking about Brazilian women, and I'm a little bit distracted. Thanks for that, Eric. Appreciate it. Anyway, on behalf of of Jason, Jason's get-it-together for the week is Cleveland after their performance against the New England Patriots this past Sunday. In fairness, they were playing the Patriots, but I think the specific thing that Jason was referring to was three straight plays for the Browns offense to start the game, three straight turnovers for the Browns offense to start the game, and before you could say Tom Brady's got sand in his vag, the Browns were down 17 nothing.
0: I mean, this is what happens when you're a quarterback and you try to throw a ball at a defensive lineman's wait, wait, face.
1: Wait, wait, wait. I got a question for you, Eric. Worst pass. Mayfield, one that was intercepted by the defensive lineman or the punter from Arkansas from two weeks ago?
0: Still Sam Lloyd. I mean, that... At least Mayfield tried and that was just accidental. Lloyd just did not try. It was like
3: here.
0: And And yet he still Mayfield gets into it with reporters and then decides to go and talk about it on Twitter. Yeah, he individually also
1: needs to get it together.
2: Brandon, get it together. My get it together is the Robert Taylor special. Chiefs get it together. Lost three out of the last four. Yes, I know it's a man curse. Yes, I know Mahomes has been uh, injured a little bit. Uh, but if you want to do what you did last year, gotta get it together.
1: I reiterate what I said when it first happened. He's Patrick Mahurt. I thought you said it was
0: Patrick Mahert. <laughs> that works just as well. That's what you hey, Look, your words... Not to mention, given this, dude. given this injury, and if he does come back in Week 10, he's right on pace for almost exactly what I predicted he would do statistically all throughout the offseason in the beginning of the year. 4,300 yards, 29 touchdowns. Robert, do not
1: doubt my skills, sir. I do not. I, I... I was waiting for that squid bit to come with a suck at Robert Taylor at the end. <laughs> He's
0: been uh, quiet lately, so it's not suck at Well,
1: there's yet. a reason for that. <laughs> uh, could have something to do with the fact that they were four and now and now they're five and three. My get it together is going to be the AP's top 25 voters. Okay, so... You guys know that I am the resident SEC apologist on this show, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. I make no apologies for being the SEC apologist because it is my opinion, and it is still my opinion to this day, that the SEC
2: is the best conference in college football.
0: Yes, there's been books written about it by
1: Paul Feinbaum, yada, yada, yada.
2: Talk, Talk to me when you guys actually have to compete the fuck are you talking about you know precisely what i'm talking about
1: oh don't get started on that jesus christ no we're not doing that again tonight moving on that being said the new ap top 25 poll was out and eric can you tell me who the number one team in the country is lsu you are correct can you tell me who the number one team in the country should be clemson lsu ohio state Eh, yeah i can see that argument Here's the reason why and I say this as somebody who absolutely despises his home state's team <sighs> so this past Saturday Death Valley hosted number two LSU and number nine Auburn and number two LSU defeated number nine Auburn 23 to 20 coming back. With a late fourth-quarter touchdown to win the game after after trailing twenty to sixteen, Joe Burrow's three hundred and twenty-one yards and a single score were his most unHeisman-like numbers that he's put up this season. You know who did put up Heisman-like numbers though?
0: Chase Young, Justin
1: Fields, <clears throat> J.K. Dobbins. Pretty much the entirety of the Ohio State football lineup. As number thirteen Wisconsin came to Ohio State in the horseshoe in Columbus and got absolutely bitch slapped by the Buckeyes thirty eight to seven in a game that I said that the Badgers would not only keep close for the point spread in Are You Serious? but would win outright. That's what you get for
0: trusting in those utter sucking fuckers.
1: You can't give me a logical reason that an LSU team that almost lost to a Auburn team that Florida had previously beaten should be a rant ahead of a Ohio State team
2: that decimated Wisconsin. It's not a logical reason, but I'll give you the reason. Do you know that reason? Let me finish
1: my thought, and I'll see okay. if you can tell. You ready? Yep. AP Top 25 voters, you get a lot of bitching from people about an SEC bias. This week, you kind of played right into it. At this,
2: at this point, I don't think, <coughs> yes, it's there, but I hate to be that guy, but I think no, there's even more going on here than just purely an SEC bias bias.
0: I mean, it is awfully convenient that this happens right before LSU Alabama.
2: I think ESPN has a lot of money floating around. Okay,
1: but here's the thing about that, Brandon, is they would be number one in the coaches poll, not the AP. But, the coach's poll is the one that is done by
2: usa today and espn no, no 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 what i'm saying is espn is paying off the writers who vote in these polls to put these sec teams over other conferences who they may put at number one otherwise
0: specifically no
2: i'm gonna further
0: this argument Specifically, the Big Ten, who has a contract with with Arch nemesis Fox. Mm And Fox and FS1 have been kind of gaining ground over ESPN in the ratings. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm going to throw out one argument to dispel that. You ready? Okay. Alabama LSU won't be on any of the ESPN family and networks.
2: What is it going to be on, CBS?
1: It
0: would be on CBS, yes. Yes, It's the game, but even still, all of the hype, especially talking about it for now two weeks leading up to the game, on the SEC SEC network right after the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, they don't get the direct benefit, but they get a lot of fringe benefits. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And if there's anybody on this show that knows about fringe benefits,
2: <laughs> wait a minute,
1: Harry Family Show.
2: I was just about to do it for you, but you beat me to it.
1: You know what would have been really full circle there is Eric yelling Family Show at me. <laughs> yeah, look, you beat me
0: to the punch by doing it to yourself. I mean, granted, that's, I have I have been there
1: many a night, especially that's now what the she said. in the yep. morning. Yep, I knew that was coming. That's also what she said. All right, let's move on. That may have been what... Okay, no more Steve oh, Carell for me. I'm good. Oh, no, I'm good. That's, exa-
0: that, that, that's exactly... Well, technically she didn't see it if it ends up in some sort of the places where I do, because... Family show. <laughs> I was thinking of a good way to end that one anyway, so you failed me out there.
1: <laughs> All right, let's move on here. It is now time... For, are you serious? And since this is week nine, we do updates after even number weeks. I have a standings update for you. My, my week last week absolutely smited any momentum that I had. Mm-hmm. I still have the overall correct total lead. I have six of the 16 games correct so far straight up. I'm 6-10. Brandon is 4-12 straight up. Eric and Jason are both two and fourteen straight up, which for Jay- for Eric is an improvement. Uh-huh. Yes, it is at this point in the season. Unfortunately, despite my two games straight up lead, my ATS numbers aren't as good as Brandon's are. Brandon is nine six and one against the spread. I'm five hundred at eight and eight. Jason is seven and nine, so nipping at my heels. Eric went 0-2 this past week. It is now 5-11.
2: I mean, granted, against the spread makes it a little bit easier, but the fact that I'm over 100 on upset picks, even on the spread, is still impressive.
1: You're over what?
2: Over 500.
1: I mean... Up until this week, I was over too. I was hitting five seventy one going uh-huh. into the before this week. Uh-huh. See, I don't understand.
0: Why does football hate me enough to where on here, I'm 5-11 against the spread. But when I pick every single game in my Yahoo Pick'em against the spread, I am nearing Vegas Sharp
1: territory at 55%. Well, I think part of that has to do with the fact that you get a lot of uh, closer games that we can't touch here on uh-huh. the, um, the show. Fair. Because you remember, we have our cutoff here on the show, for those who were just recently joined us, we have our cutoff here on the show set at seven points.
2: Well, for game,
1: college. For college. NFL mm-hmm. is three right now, but that's because there haven't been a lot of great lines this year. Yet
0: I'm still with NFL, 55%. I'm telling you, I'm this close to making it a business.
1: It is a pillow fight of the year, of the week, of the century, of the galaxy. Contender for Jason's pick this year, for this week. Jason is picking rice. I'm going to go ahead and repeat that in case nobody heard it. Jason is picking Rice.
2: Who are they even playing?
1: They are plus ten and a half against Marshall. <laughs> okay. I'm going to
0: make so many Uncle Ben's jokes next week.
1: And I'm going to say right now that there is no chance that Marshall that Rice comes within 25 of Marshall.
0: Like I Brandon, said, hey, he can't hear this. I am going to make so many Uncle Ben's
1: jokes. Brandon, you have, in my opinion, the most interesting prediction out of the group of us this week, so I'm going to go ahead and let you go next.
2: Yeah, I'm going to take Georgia Southern plus 15 over Appalachian State. Now,
0: that could be a quirky
1: one. Georgia Southern is improved. They're 4-3, and 2-1 and one in the Sun Belt. hmm That being said... If SMU slips up, Appalachian State might be looking at that group of six bid. I don't think they're overlooking Georgia Southern here. I think the Mountaineers roll. Not
0: to uh, not to mention App State and Georgia Southern. Going back to their FCS days when they were both
2: powerhouses, they know each other quite well. hmm So this is—I wouldn't necessarily call it a rivalry game per se, but it's a it game is. that, yeah. So, both teams are going to want to win this game. So, even if they don't necessarily win, I think it's going to be a lot closer than 15.
1: Eric, correct me if I'm wrong. Big South? Uh, yes.
0: And, yeah, Georgia Southern is now, it's the rivalry game against App State because Georgia Southern moved up to FBS because their original big rival, well, not the Big South. The Southern Conference, uh, because Southern, their original okay. big rival was the Furman Paladins, who are still
1: in the FCS. Mm-hmm. Southern, isn't that also the conference that Wofford is in? Yep. Yep, you're correct. All right. Um, I'll let Eric go last here, because Eric's is going to need a little bit of an explanation. Okay. Um. So... What plays on Saturday nights and gets absolutely decimated?
2: Oh,
1: Gators. Notre Dame is the answer.
2: Eh.
1: <laughs> Michigan absolutely destroyed Notre Dame this past Saturday, 45-14. to That's not enough to save Jim Harbaugh's job. It may be enough to cost Brian Kelly his.
0: Uh,
1: Especially when you factor in that Virginia Tech is coming in 17 and a half point underdogs. And they're going to beat the fighting Irish at Notre Dame Stadium. Um, not just a cover an outright victory. You're sure about that? <laughs> um, I'm going to point out to you, Mr. Watkins, that I picked Virginia Tech once earlier in this season. Do you remember who they were playing that day? No, I have no clue. Uh, <laughs> sure you don't. I remember.
2: I, I think it was a uh, particular tropical storm.
1: Yes, indeed. One that has Sebastian as their mascot. And they were feeling under the sea, under the sea, under the sea, under the sea.
0: Brandon, you little fucker, I was going to make <laughs> you happy with my NFL pick. But I don't know about that now. <laughs> I might have to change my mind.
1: All right, speaking of picks, Eric, up here, your college pick is up specifically. Okay, I was looking at Where this Who the one. fuck is your game at?
0: Oh, there out it is. Here. Yeah. I was Hear Me Out. You know, especially after what happened against Georgia,
1: how South Carolina is this season, right? Mm -hmm. I do believe the correct answer you're looking for is nobody circles the (laughs) wagon. Precisely. Precisely. You know my feeling
0: about non-football schools, right? Mm -hmm. Normally, and I know this doesn't work out so well, But I'm not picking a certain non-football school, which I've completely lost faith in. I'm picking another non-football school that I have traditionally stayed away from. Because looking at this team, looking at the fact that, let's face it, hardly anybody's going to watch this anyway, I figure, why not? So, because of that, and because... The SEC can get as weird as the fun belt sometimes when you're dealing with lower-rung teams. I don't see this line as being particularly apt, even under the circumstances. Vanderbilt plus 15. Blow the Commodores off the Gamecocks. And I really wish I could have had a very good joke about that.
1: Hmm. Okay, so for those of you wondering why Eric is going against South Carolina here and why we're stating that South Carolina circles the wagons, two weeks ago we talked about the biggest upset of the season in college football when South Carolina took down number four Georgia. Brandon, would you like to guess what, Georgia, what South Carolina did for an encore?
2: Uh, they, I know they lost. I forget who, too.
1: To Tennessee by 20.
2: <laughs>
1: uh. Hey, Will Must Champ. Okay, thanks. Bye. Oi. All right, let's move over to the National Football League. Jason's pick. He's picking San Francisco, and I'm a survivor. He's picking Arizona in you? Did he really just contradict himself? Not
0: necessarily. This is a very interesting edge. This is like you're picking Arizona to cover the spread, but you would bet the Niners on the money line.
1: I don't think anybody has ever done that in the history of Are you Serious.
0: Nope. That this is indeed a first.
1: But then again, it's a
0: night of first all over the place, isn't it, Harry?
1: The views and opinions of Eric (laughs) Watkins do not necessarily reflect those of the (laughs) W2M. Make Brandon happy, Eric. Might as well make someone happy around here. Well, hey, I mean... San Francisco Francisco is minus 10 against Arizona tomorrow night. Tonight, technically. Recording this early Thursday morning, so... Tonight. Go ahead, Eric.
0: Now, Brandon... You are a Giants fan.
2: Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Do
0: you do you know who your Giants happen to be
2: playing this week? The 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 cowboy the cowgirls.
0: Exactly. And you're not a big fan of
2: Dallas, are you? No.
0: Would you say Dallas has been kind of mediocre?
2: Uh yeah, I would say so. I would say the entire NFC East has been mediocre.
0: Mediocre? Mediocre enough to where you wouldn't call me crazy if, for one week, I set everything aside and put my faith in Danny Dimes. Um,
2: I think it could potentially happen, considering the especially considering it's a home game. Yes. Good,
0: because that's exactly what I'm doing.
1: Giants plus seven. Now
2: seven and, and a half. A- I see.
1: Oh, oh, interesting. Yeah, you're. You're getting another half a point according to the ESPN line currently. But like I said, I always base this on the final line. So that 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 could go from seven and a half to six by game time.
0: Yeah, I'm not even going to give a bonus pick of the outdoor cocktail party and a certain team wearing red and black covering the spread. I'm not going to do that this year. I just won't.
1: If you're interested in being a co-host on the kickoff, send me an email to evil at yahoo.com. For any hate mail, remember, it's s.garmer at (laughs) gmail.com. Although,
0: I don't know how often you're going to hear back from that hate mail.
2: Well, you, you know. All right. Brandon? So, my Are You Serious for the NFL is a team that, has been very mediocre this year. Yes, they're, uh... Well, the loser it has been very... Me- well, both teams have been mediocre. But the losing team, they lost their quarterback. Uh... And they've been... They've been decent, but not all that great. But I'm gonna take the Titans over the Panthers. Three and a half points. Uh... Even though it's in Carolina, I have no faith whatsoever in the Panthers, especially after the shellacking that they got this week by San Francisco.
1: Yikes. Uh, yeah, one of us picked Carolina, and that did not end well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I
1: won't I won't say who that person was, but it uh, didn't uh, end well.
2: Uh, uh, does uh, his first name start with you. H and his last name start with B?
1: I'm not saying who this person is. I'm just saying it didn't end well.
0: I don't know. I mean, I was seeing the chat, and I saw an awful big number behind a minus sign (laughs) when it came to last week's standings. I'm pretty sure I remember the name of who had that big negative number.
1: (laughs) I hope Houston kicks your ass on Sunday, Eric. (laughs) Then again, if we lose to the Redacteds, I'm never going to hear the fucking end of it. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Hey, Speaking I mean, of...
0: Washington's been winning a lot lately, so you can never know.
1: You son of a bitch. Speaking of the redacted, you know, let's talk about them. Let's talk about who they're only winning against.
2: Would this be oh. a Syrian winless team?
1: That perhaps you could shoot some fish in a barrel? Yeah. Eric, I may be onto something here. Yeah. Would you like to know why I say that? Go right ahead. Because when this line premiered, it was plus four and a half. Really? It's down to plus three. What? The Miami Dolphins get their first win of the season, beating the New York Football Jets in Miami. Uh, I was given given
0: Fitz magic. I could potentially see that.
2: I was honestly kind of tempted to do the, to pick that one, especially after how they played against the Steelers this past week. But and, it's still it's still you know the Dolphins. Yes, it is it's, the Jets, but it's also the Dolphins.
1: Eric, you're a resident math expert, correct? Yeah. So correct me if I'm wrong here. The Jets beat the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. If the Dolphins beat the Jets, then by transitive property, that means the Dolphins are greater than the Cowboys. Yes. You are absolutely correct, yes. <laughs> Suck it, Garber! <laughs> Seriously, though, this is a Miami team that is clearly full of fight still, despite the fact that they're, the tank is in full effect. This is a Jets team that is in absolute disarray, where people are either abandoning ship, i.e. Le'Veon Bell, or trying to act insulted that it's being bantied about <laughs> that they're attempting to be abandoning ship, like Jamal Adams. Except the suck, Jets. You are
2: who we thought you were. And, and one of them you were. And and just because you referenced him, I have to do my um I, I I have to do my obligatory suck it to Le'Veon Bell. I called this last year. I knew what was gonna happen. You reap what you sow. I'm just glad Buffalo didn't trade for Melvin
1: Gordon.
0: Well I mean Between that and have you seen how Adam Gase approaches a podium? Even he doesn't want to be there anymore.
1: Adam Gase got fired in Miami only to get hired by the Jets. You realize he's going to become the first coach in a long time to be fired from two jobs in two seasons? Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: It's an impressive level of suck. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet people wonder why Bill
2: Belichick left after a day
0: now everybody is like yeah we
2: get it i mean those of us who have lived in new york knew this already the jets are just uh
1: brandon where can people find
2: you online they can find me on bisco underscore got them sn on twitter and on facebook in various groups
1: i understand that you have a specific holiday to spend with somebody so i'm going to go ahead and allow you to do so here eric where can people find you online
0: at Squid Sportshead on Twitter. If you're nice and you're willing to go through a screening process, I can give you my dark
1: Twitter and maybe access
0: to one or two special Facebook groups to be determined.
1: HEB The Eagle on Twitter, even though I admittedly barely use it. You can find me on Facebook, though. I'm much more active over there. Feel free to send me a message, talk about sports, wrestling, any of the above there. I can be found. Music, too. I like music. Jason's at turgaglue822, not that he gives a fuck if any of you find him, but hey, throwing are it out there. So, for the absent chairman of the W2M network, Jason Teasley, the co-host turned executive producer turned colossal pain in my ass, Brandon Biscobing, <laughs> The executive producer turned co-host turned Florida man, Jr., Sorry, you you served by Gardner Minshew, Eric Watkins.
2: I don't think I, I don't think Gar, I don't think Gardner Minshew can be considered a Florida Florida man. He hasn't done anything incredibly stupid yet.
0: I'm sorry. Have we forgotten the stories about the pot of beans and trying to smash his hand? Okay. And trying to learn guitar so he can play it in a cabin in Mississippi. Dude, okay. he was one of us and didn't even know it yet.
1: Okay. I was waiting for a fair enough there, and I think he intentionally outed that. <laughs> I'm Harry Brothers. This has been episode nine of season three of the kickoff here on the W2M Network. A real quick programming heads up for next week. We will have your traditional studs and duds to open the show. We then go immediately into I'm a Survivor, and then Are You Serious? The rest of the show consists of us making up for what we got wrong at the start of the season,
2: which is a lot.
1: I, oh God, yes. Eric, I just realized what we should call our our show reprediction special. Whoops! No, you ready for this one? Yes. Because I have to get I have to get the I have to get the uh, impression ready for it. Kickoff season three episode ten. They aren't who we thought they were. <laughs> Yeah, that's perfect. (laughs) We're going to update our NFL and college playoff predictions. We're going to give you our midseason awards for MVP, Coach of the Year. Most surprising story. Most disappointing story. Um, Most surprising would be from a positive aspect. Most disappointing would be from a negative, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, Give you our... Like I said, our MVP and Coach of the Years are. I'm probably talk Rookie of the Year. We'll probably talk Referee of the Year, maybe. And the obvious answer to that is none of them. Not <laughs> a goddamn one of them. And then we'll update our Heisman picks, our Coach of the Year in college, as well as our college football predictions as well. That'll be next week here on the show. I think that about wraps it up for us. Yep. This has been episode nine of season three of the kickoff here on the W2M network. You can listen to the kickoff on all of your favorite podcast, listening services, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, Podbean, CastBox. Hey, Brandon, guess what? Spotify is here. And Bryce Harper, you can suck one. <laughs> Congratulations, Nationals.
0: Strasburg!
1: <laughs> Thanks for listening to season three, episode nine of the kickoff. God damn it sucks when a division rival wins a championship.